Hello and welcome to HIPCAST, the podcast from the Australian and New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry to improve hip fracture care. I'm Elizabeth Armstrong and to begin this episode, I would like to acknowledge the Bidjigal and Gadigal people of the Aura Nation who are the traditional custodians of the land on which the Australian Hip Fracture Registry operates. I would like to extend my acknowledgement to all traditional custodians throughout Australia and New Zealand and recognise their long and unceded connection to place, community and country. I pay my respects to elders of the traditional custodians around the world, past, present and future. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Erwin Tabu. Dr. Tabu is a consultant in the Department of Orthopaedics at the University of the Philippines, Philippine General Hospital in Manila. And he is the lead investigator for the Philippines Registry Project, which kicked off on the 1st of April this year. A link to the launch meeting can be found in the podcast notes. Dr. Tabu, welcome to HIPCAST. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to um, join this HIPCAST. No? I'm very happy uh, to contribute whatever knowledge that I may give you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Owen. That's great. Um, thanks for joining us today to share your experience on the planning and implementation of the multi-centre implementation of orthogeriatrics and a fracture liaison service for older people who have sustained a hip fracture. Could you tell the audience about the motivation for the project in the Philippines? Yeah, as you all know, as you've mentioned, I actually practice in a university hospital. So it's the National University Hospital at the University of the Philippines in Manila. And about maybe uh, six years ago, uh, as we were doing our uh, Arounds, you know, presenting uh, uh, cases of patients with the hip fractures. At that time, there was a, a visiting fellow, you know, from uh, another country in the ASEAN region, who commented why we are uh, having a delayed management of an elderly patient with hip fracture. At that time, I think um, we we were doing surgery in about two to three weeks already, and uh, he he asked us why was this not uh, I mean uh, considered a morbidity. So at that time, you know, we were actually challenged uh, to know what's really the, 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 the true management nowadays for patients with hip fractures. So my chairman at that time, Dr. Edward Wang, uh, he challenged me to look into orthogeriatrics. And uh, uh, starting that time, uh, I, I participated in various uh, uh, congresses, such as the Fragility Fracture Network, which really opened my eyes, no? To what was really uh, the you know, what was the existing gold standard in in treating uh, elderly patients with hip fractures? So yeah, that's it. That's why we are now uh, motivated to uh, improve the quality of care for uh, our elderly patients with hip fractures in the Philippines. Such such that we started this uh, hip fracture registry project. So, so really, it was a, a question that challenged what you were currently doing and then set you out on a path to explore that specific aspect of, of orthopaedic care to improve it. Yes, absolutely. And we were also questioning ourselves, you know, why are we having uh, uh, many morbidities 
no in mortality no? in 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 our elderly patients with deep fractures in our uh in our hospital even though we are doing excellent surgery no as you know as orthopedic surgeons uh most of us that's only our primary concern to fix the fracture but we were questioning ourselves why is this not enough so in part that was also a motivation for us to to go to this path yeah yes elizabeth and I, I've noticed that this project is bigger than just a registry project. So it's, it's broader and it's about implementation of an orthogeriatric approach as well as a fracture liaison service. So it's covering that whole pathway of care. But can you tell us um, how you're implementing the orthogeriatrics, the, the fracture liaison and the registry um, within the Philippines, it's a research project, isn't it, rather than a policy initiative of the health system? Yes, you're actually right. No, um, first uh, we've tried many registries before, like the trauma registry, and it failed. No, uh, because uh, many hospitals, even uh, association uh, health associations, are regard registries in the Philippines as merely a data collecting activity, but. We all know that it's more than that, but in order to really uh, drive the drive home the point, we must explain the importance of having this registry. And for this project, the multi-center implementation of orthogeriatrics and fracture liaison service, we really have to 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 introduce to those interested in participating participating institutions the importance of this uh, fracture registry, which is not just merely a data collecting tool, but is also a means of introducing the multidisciplinary care for patients with deep fractures, not only inside the hospital, but as well as in their outpatient or the, the, the continuing care at home and outpatient, outpatient basis. That's why we incorporated a qualitative aspect in our project, no? which is currently is a research project because it's being funded by the, our country's Department of Science and Technology. And so what was the um, reason for going to the Department of Science and Technology? Is that where you could align your idea about what you wanted to implement with, um, with a funding um, pot of money? Is, is that what brought those two things together? Yes, actually, we had to think out, outside of the box because even in our own university, we, we didn't have any funding for this uh, uh, quote-unquote new field in uh, in delivering care for for elderly patients with deep fracture, so as you all know, we cannot just uh, uh, continue the programs on a voluntary basis. We have to find some sort of funding, and uh, since we belong to an academic institution, uh, there are opportunities uh, for research, no? and uh, we we grabbed that opportunity when there was an opening to to propose projects you know, in uh, giving uh, efficient uh, management of, of uh, problems such as hip fractures in the elderly. So that's why we tapped that, uh, that route, you know, the research project, mainly because of the funding as well. And I think you bring, a bring up a really good point, um, Dr. Tabu, about having to be flexible in the approach that you take. And this is a multi-site project, isn't it? What are the two greatest challenges that you've had in planning and implementing across multiple sites for a project like this? 
Yeah, there are really many challenges, but at the top of my mind, there are two glaring, uh, you know, uh, challenges that I can think of. One is still there's a big gap in knowledge regarding uh, uh, orthogeriatric care or uh, musculoskeletal bone health in the elderly, like osteoporosis, and why should the hip fractures be uh, treated acutely? So that's one, the gap of knowledge, not only among the, the healthcare workers, but in the patients themselves. They even don't, don't know the, the gravity of the problem of fragility hip fractures. Okay? And of course, number two is the resources. Uh, uh, coming from a, a, a country you know, with an emerging economy, such as the Philippines, uh, resources are always a problem. So in, at the top of my mind, those are the two uh, biggest challenges that we have to face you know, in terms of implementing this project. And so thinking about those and then thinking about the collection of the data, are you hoping that by collecting the data and reporting it back to those participating sites, that, that one, it will change the gap in knowledge because the data will be able to inform the clinicians and the hospital administrators. But do you think that using the data will also help people see the importance of using, you know, allocating resources to this area? Yeah. Yes, that's one. No? That's one of the goals of this project. But another unique uh, aspect of the project that we are doing is that we are including a qualitative uh, activity, no. Uh, yep. We we were currently able to include fourteen uh, public hospitals under the Department of Health in our project, and uh, we are having a regular focus group discussion every three months, no. Among these uh, fourteen institutions, it's a bit of a big task, but it's really very important to sort of uh, uh, to show them the importance, no, and introduce them to the concepts of orthogeriatric care and the fracture liaison service as well. And then we, we, we entice them no, to include administrators and other healthcare workers no, in the focus group discussions that we are having. So aside from uh, uh, reporting to them the, the importance of the data, which is the quantitative aspect of our multi-center project. So we have both the qualitative and the quantitative study uh, project. So it's a little bit more difficult, but uh, we don't have any choice. No, they won't be able to appreciate the quantitative part if they will not appreciate the qualitative aspect no, of this project. That's really interesting, Dr. Tabu, because with the Australian and New Zealand registry, one of the things that we found was a facilitator for um, individual hospitals to contribute data was the creation of a local steering group. And it sounds like you've, um, you've taken that already and, and organised a 14-site group. And hopefully each of those sites will then have those local conversations amongst their teams as well as part of this project. Yes, actually, um, we are going towards that path no, of uh, helping these institutions to have local, uh, yeah, as, as you've mentioned, steering uh, groups in order to make it sustainable in the future. We have to convince 
uh, champions no in each institution no uh, to really buy in to the concept of uh, having a registry and the continuing uh, the pathway the orthogeriatric multidisciplinary pathway of care for patients with the hip fractures no, including the FLS program and do you think that these 14 sites um, once the research project is nearing its end are you hopeful that there will be a critical mass from these early adopting sites um, to then try and spread that information further out? That's our wish, um, because aside from being a, a really a, a registry, it's really an academic activity as well. And as I've mentioned, uh, majority of the fourth institutions are, are also academic centers. So I think that's an additional perk. Um, for the organizers, and uh, we also reiterate that we we want to to build centers of excellence. No, so of course, uh, there's this uh, sort of pride among the hospitals to be a part of this uh, group with centers of excellence as regards to delivering uh, the, the the correct pathway of care for elderly patients with uh, hip fractures. And hopefully, if this becomes successful, we can again lobby for additional funding and to increase the number of uh, participating institutions uh, to join this uh, this uh, project or registry. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, I know it's always um, it's good to have the goal, but it's always a challenge to take the small steps. I think. Yes. Yes, um, I agree, Elizabeth. So, for sites wanting to participate in a digital health registry like you've, you've implemented in the Philippines, um, what would be your two key suggestions, especially faced with the gap in knowledge and the resources issue? Do you have any suggestions around how any of the services or individual sites um, might look to overcome their concerns about participation in something like this? Yes, uh, what we are trying to do, as I mentioned earlier, the two uh, biggest challenges is the gap in knowledge and the resources. First um, is that um, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. There are many free resources already. In fact, you know, we are using the Red Cap data capturing tool, which was also uh, suggested to me by my uh, friends in the Fragility Fracture Network, Okay, because it's already a free uh, a tool no? for collecting data. Yes, in the future, true. yeah. So, and then there are heaps of uh, resources coming from like the hip fracture registry uh, toolbox by the APFFA, you know, uh, the FFN, the Fragility Fracture Network has so many resources as well, including your very own, the ANZ uh, Hip Fracture Registry Project. I've, uh, it was an inspiration to me adopting some of what, some things that you are doing. You know? And uh, of course, uh, the hard work is to really uh, convince these institutions to really empower themselves no? to make uh, multidisciplinary teams within their institutions to spread the knowledge, to spread the important, importance of what we are doing. Because at the end of the day, we cannot just uh, uh, impose to them that this is an important uh, aspect of delivering healthcare uh, for the elderly. It should really uh, come and emanate from the institutions themselves. So we really have to empower them. So empowering them through knowledge dissemination is I think a very uh, big aspect uh, uh, which will impact the success of this project, making it more sustainable in the future. So just thinking um, about the next 12 months, 
Can you share with us any thoughts about what the next steps for the Filipino um, registry and the multi-center implementation of orthogeric geriatrics and fracture liaison service is? You got any things that you'd like to achieve in that next 12 months? Yes, uh, um, as you know, this is a two-year project. So, but uh, halfway through it, no, uh, in the next 12 months, uh, we we want to, of course, generate data, and then uh, you know uh, discuss this data with each institution, okay? Uh, because as you all know, we have to identify the gaps uh, in in the care that we provide, and we can only do that if we have data. That's very important. Number two, um, as you all know, I've mentioned that we want to at least uh, uh, create uh, centers of excellence. So giving them and helping them enroll in the like the capture the fracture program of the IOF or maybe the the future global orthogeriatric survey you know, of the FFN, we are telling them that we will help each hospital you know, get enrolled to those. Uh, uh, various activities by these organizations as an additional perk no, for their admin, admin supporters of the hospital. And uh, by that, of course, uh, if other institutions uh, see this, uh, this, this output, then maybe uh, we can entice a bigger number of institutions no, in the next 12 months and include them in our, the future ex expansion of this project. Looking forward to seeing what's next. And thank you, Dr. Tabu, for giving us your expertise and your time today. Thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, again, I would like to thank you for all the, the support that you've been, that you've been giving our, uh, our project. No? You've been a very important uh, research person. No? The ANZ, the Hip Fracture Registry, has been a big influence no? to what we are doing right now in the Philippines. So again, uh, thanks uh, to everybody. Pleasure. Thanks, Owen.